Welcome to the Founder to Mentor podcast. My name is Mike Fada. I'm an entrepreneur with multiple nine-figure exits and a passion for health and mentorship. Join me on a journey where I connect with world-class founder mentors to inspire your personal and professional growth. Let's jump into it. Welcome, everybody. My name is Mike Fada. I have Ian Walker here with me from Left Coast Naturals and Hippie Snacks. Um, and uh, now's the time that uh, we have some Q&A. So if you're a founder or a friend uh, and you have a question uh, for Ian or I, uh, put your hand up. We'll invite you up on the stage and uh, you can ask your question. I'll just ask you to introduce yourself and kind of keep it to 60 seconds and, uh, and, and we'll see if we can, uh, we can help some founders out. I do want to also just take the, uh, the time to two things. One, uh, promote that we're in the Venture Park Club, and um, um, there's a number of other great kind of events that happen in Venture Park Club. So if you're not already following the club, you can click on the little green icon at the top and follow the club, and you can pull the club schedule up uh, then. Um, and then the second is, because I haven't mentioned it, but maybe I'm hoping that mo- most of you are familiar already, but um, the, uh, the toolbox, the resource, the free resource that Greg Fleischman and I put together, the, the, the Fat and Fleischman um, startup toolbox for founders uh, is a great resource. It's growing every single day um, and we're making it easier and easier to access it. So uh, if you, if you're interested, you can go into my bio, there's an opportunity to either send a text uh, or send an email in there. It's an automated download, or you can go to my Instagram profile uh, and, uh, and there's on, on my Instagram profile, there's a link tree there and the link tree has the automated uh, or has a direct download for the Dropbox file. So it's hundred percent free. It's our give back. Uh, it has forms and templates from HR to business planning to organizational structure to to uh, fundraising. There's there's a, a co-packer list of three thousand co-packers. You know the list. It, it goes on and on because it's Greg and I's twenty years of work that we're putting out to uh, to the CPG universe uh, to build to help help build help founders build better businesses and better brands. So uh, please check that out uh, if you haven't already and. Um, and I would have to say as well that we're, we've been doing master classes here on uh, on the toolbox on on Clubhouse. And if you haven't caught one of those, we've done a couple. Uh, we have a next one coming up. Uh, it's going to be a um, uh, on July fifth, Monday, July fifth. Um, but again, if you go into the Venture Park Club calendar, you can uh, you can find that and add it to your schedule. And we're going to be focusing on uh, organizational development and org chart structure. So should be a good one. All right. Um, if you do have a uh, if you have a question, uh, put your hand up and uh, and you can come up on stage and uh, and ask it. Hey, Erica. Hey, Mike. Hey, Ian. How's it going? Good. Doing great. You want to intro yourself and uh, and do you have a question? Yeah, sure. So my name is Erica. I'm the founder of Brodo, which is a protein infused, better for you edible cookie dough based out of Ontario, Canada. And uh, yeah, my question is kind of just about scaling. And I guess um, being a solo founder, like you're forced to wear all of the hats and do everything at the beginning. As you entered retail and started to grow the business, who was your first hire and what did your team look like? And by the way, I'm obsessed with the ranch collie, Chris. They're so good. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Erica. Uh, Yeah, that's a great question. Um, Yeah. So we... Just to walk you through the process, we first started, we were Granville Island. We would use, Jason was working at a private school and, and he was friends with a chef and they'd let us use their commercial kitchen at night after they were done. So we'd go in all week long at like 9 p.m. till 1 in the morning uh, and with like um, juicers, we, we used juicers to make peanut butter and, and then we would, you know, make enough during the week and then go sell it at Granville Island and buy some more supplies and then make it. So it was just the two of us making it and whatever friend we could mooch to, to, for free to, to use a third machine. Um, and then we, then we found a guy that was a, a manufacturer and so he had some scale. So we would pay to use his equipment and we would go in and do it. And then we'd only have to do like, um, like maybe two days or three days of production per month because we could make so much when we went in. Um, and then we got into soy nuts, the same place had some ovens. So we would go in, we would, uh, use his ovens, make it. And then, uh, still just Jason and I, and then we would bring it to this other guy's place who had a packaging machine. And I kid you not under these situation, I got a private label contract making for Trader Joe's. And so like, except for the fact that, uh, like, three weeks before we were supposed to start shipment, the packaging guy went bankrupt. 
So we had to buy his packaging machine and buy buy the, his company out of bankruptcy and take over. And that was how we got into production ourselves because we were using other people's equipment. My first hire was production. So we hired two production people. I, one of those people still works for me. The other person, unfortunately, actually died last week. Uh, she retired from us about three years ago and she just passed away, Josie. So um, it's amazing. I still have that first employee still. Um, so for us, it was uh, two production employees, then four production. Then we had like, I think, four people. We, we had, I think, three people doing a shift at the oven place. Um, so we would have six there, two shifts of three, and then two people packing. Um, and then I bought it. Then I hired a sales rep. So the sales rep would go around and, 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 and sell. Um, so usually it's the general thing you see is production staff, then maybe like a, either a production supervisor. It, it really depends on what you're good at and where your strengths are and where you need assistance. So sometimes people are good in ops, so they hire for sales and marketing or they hire a broker or other people are good at sales and marketing. They don't like ops, so they hire somebody on that side. Um, you know, it really depends on, but, uh, definitely we, we did it that and literally every single year it was like, okay, what position can we hire for this year? So it'd be like, Oh, we, we, you know, first was op, you know, production people. Then it was a sales rep. Um, I think I got somebody, what was my girlfriend at the time was our, did like three days a week doing some account, you know, like entering invoices and stuff. And then uh, after that, what was next? We we then had to get like a warehouse picker because we got into distribution, um, and we hired a second sales rep because we were doing all the deliveries ourselves. Like when we were a distributor, um, so a lot of times you look at where where's your value best served, and, and where can you get somebody else to 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 add some value? Yeah, I think I think it's a. Um, um it's a good it's a good one but depending on on you know manufacturer or or uh, or, or copac to erica and i just i'd also say you know just back to the um you know the, ma- the next master class that uh, that greg fleischman and i are doing is really around organizational development and it really is you know the path of copacker versus self-manufacturer uh and then and then from there kind of what's you know part the competency in the of, of the uh, of the entrepreneur and the founder but part the position what what's best hired for for your type, type brand or business and what can be uh, even outsourced through some agencies and and we're going to we're going to spend a a good 90 minutes uh, chatting about that so hopefully you uh, hopefully you can make it uh, uh cuz i think it'll be an impactful one yeah eric i've seen the pictures of you and your like I don't know, kitchen or whatever, like packing it away. I, I feel for you. <laughs> I remember those days. Believe me. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, no, I, I love your story and the scrappiness of it. Like that's super admirable and I totally relate to it. So yeah, thanks for the tips. And I, I'll definitely be in that room, Mike. Thanks. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for coming up. Hey, Jolene. Hello. Thank you for having me up. Hi, Ian. Um, Hi. I love your, I love your story. I hope I'm, it's not too noisy. I'm in a city park in Chicago but I didn't want to miss Mike's room. Um, I, uh, a couple things. First of all, I'm the founder of Red Belly Honey. Uh, Red Belly is the first, or I should say the only honey in the world uh, infused with CBD from hemp by honeybees. And I wanted to ask you two questions. One, um, I know you said that you're always looking for uh, ingredients because of their functional functionality, I guess, or their, their superfood or their nutrients. So I would ask if you're, you have any, and I'm, I apologize if I missed it, but if you have any uh, plans in, you know, introducing hemp or CBD into your foods or functional mushrooms. And then my other question, um, if you have time, is um, you mentioned that you guys were doing some really incredible marketing stuff and maybe didn't really realize how incredible it was. I'd love to know what that is. So thank you so much. Thanks. Um, generally, uh, so to answer your question on the ingredient side, we, we focus our effort on kind of the base ingredient. So we've tended to, you know, we've, we've played around with like mushroom products. So mushroom being the base, we tend to not do a lot of kind of supplement. It doesn't kind of fit our food philosophy. So we don't do a lot of kind of regular chip, you know, supplemented with, 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 with CBD or, or chaga or something else or ashwagandha. Like we, we tend to not do kind of the, the, the add things to it side of things. Cause a lot of people do that well. 
Um, we tend to more be like we want that kind of whole food base ingredient because like when we make a cauliflower crisp, like we take the whole cauliflower and grind it down. Like that is what our product is made of. You know, if, if it's avocado, it's a whole avo- like obviously we're not doing the pit, but it's 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 real avocado that's the base. It's not some dehydrated fiber flour or whatever. So we tend to focus in that space. So my answer would probably be um, yes, we like that space, but that doesn't fit with the direction we're going with our products. Doesn't mean I don't like it or support it. It's just not where we're going. Um, you know, I definitely want to do a product with honey. We just haven't been able to figure out one. <laughs> Because I'm a huge fan of honey. We've got, uh, it's too bad we're not on Zoom. You'd see our honeybees in the backyard here that uh, Louise manages really well. Uh, and uh, so, you know, I would I think honey would be a great bait. Um, so we've tried to figure out some there. It's just hard to work with. But, uh, and then on the, on the marketing side, I was spe- speaking specifically to kind of some of the sustainability stories that we were doing, that, that there's a good marketing element to that. Um you know, we, we don't, uh, we're pretty low key. We don't have some crazy marketing, uh, programs out there. You know, one of the, the, the types of programs we do are a little more scrappy. Like for example, with our crisp line, um, we do a, a buy three, get one free campaign where like you buy three, um, avocado crisps and you get a free avocado because like, it's actually better to just eat the avocado than it is to eat our crisp. We'd actually rather you do that, but you know, we're convenient, easy solution. So we'll, we'll do campaigns like that um, that are a little bit more, just a little different. Because we're the small guy, we got to kind of do things a bit differently to get some attention. Um, but on, on the sustainability side of things, yes, there's lots of stuff we can talk about there. Like for probably 15 years, you know, all of my staff get bonuses for if they eat organic, they get 75 bucks a month. If they ride their bike to work, they get 125 bucks. You know, they want to green their house, like get rid of their old heater, we'll pay for it. You know, we've been doing stuff like that forever because it's just kind of the right thing to do. Um, and I, that's what I think my team meant by, oh, we should tell people about this. That's cool. Thank you so much. And I'll, I'll connect. We're connected on LinkedIn, so I'll shoot you a message. I'd love to get our honey up for you to try since you're a fan of the, the category. And um, uh, I, I was just going to say something else and I forgot what it was. So <laughs> thank you. You can always come oh, back to me. I, I know. I was going to say, I just ordered your avocado chips on Amazon for nineteen ninety nine. So um, when oh, you were cool. talking about earlier, I was like, oh, I have to try these because I basically live off healthy snacks right now. I don't have time to eat as a startup. And you know what that is like. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Well, I'd, I'd agree with your team there, Ian. Uh, is uh, You should be proud of all the things you're doing and just tell people about it because we're living in the day where people want to support businesses and brands uh, that they think are making the change in the world. So, uh, and I know you're humble and I know you, you know, you're extra, extra conscious about that, but I think for knowing you in the 25 years in business and all that you guys are doing and have done and just a lesson for all the other founders out there, um, just tell people about it. You know, it's, it's, um, it's people are really interested, more interested nowadays than, than kind of ever. And and they're putting their dollars where, uh, where their interests are from a support standpoint. So, Thanks for bringing. For sure, and I think you, you, I, I did turn a corner on that because I think if you don't tell those stories, how the hell are you going to inspire people, right? Like you have to remember that if you want to have impact, you have to tell some things that can give indications for people to make changes in their own life. Um, so I, I, I see you coming out of your shell, Ian. You know, with the uh, with the advertisements <laughs> of like the O Naturel snacks, and and it's a, I think a picture of you uh, 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 in your birthday suit jumping into a lake to show the O Naturel of the uh, of the snacks. Yeah. I get it. You know, that's, yes. you, you're, you come along, you've come a long way. It's awesome. Yeah, well, we've never been afraid, right? We're walking around with fuck GMOs t shirts at CHFA and stuff like that. Like we don't, we, we never mind. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks, Jolene. Uh, appreciate the uh, coming up and uh, answering the question. And um, well, thank you. Hey, Paris. Hi, Mike. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming up. Do you want to introduce yourself and do you have a question for Ian? Yes. Hi, Ian. It's been a pleasure listening to this interview. And Mike, it wasn't that we're shy with questions. Interview covered so many bases. My question for you, Ian, is more on the founder side and less on the product side. Uh, you've obviously created a lot of systems for your company that are that are that are new, that are groundbreaking. Um, you know the systems that you've put in place that you just explained for your employees to encourage them. 
um, to be, you know, whether they're being eco-friendly or organic or any of those things. A lot of times you see companies hesitating because they don't know. Like I remember meeting a client a few years ago and they were hesitating off of giving unlimited vacation days because they didn't know how employees would react and they didn't then want to revoke this. So I'm just wondering, as the head of an organization who's putting forward a lot of quote unquote new type of uh, offerings to their employees, how do you go about doing it? Is it measured? Is it thought out? Because so so often you will come across things that you're doing that no one's done before. So how do you know what to do and how to do it and whether it's right or not for your team? Well, that's the, uh, isn't that the secret to entrepreneurs? I think everyone thinks that we're, that we know things that other people don't, but the, 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 the truth is we don't. <laughs> we're just willing to put ourselves out there more than most. Um, so a lot of times, you know, um, like there's been a lot of times where we put things out there before we figured out how to do it because we knew it was the right thing to do. And we figured if we would, you know, at least put that commitment out, then we're kind of make it public, then we're kind of forced to figure it out. So like a good example is we put out a public statement that we would be a, um, a non GMO distributor. So we would eliminate all GMOs from our distribution business. And this was about 15, I want to say 12 years ago. Um, and it was actually way more work than you thought because like we had always asked that question and scanned it. But when you dug deep, you realize, Oh gosh, actually some people didn't even realize the product. And, and so we had to become experts and train a lot of these guys. And then in the end we had to give up, I don't know, probably a half million in business. We, 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 we dropped about a half million in products uh, just to hold to that principle. So sometimes you got to kind of put your money where your mouth is, but you know, it also gained, gained us in esteem and it's just about putting a stake in the ground. And that's the beauty of me being the only owner. I don't have to please anyone, which is a good, but it's also a negative, right? Like I, you want to be accountable to people. Um, so I think that's backfired me on me in other ways, but definitely, um, you know, we, we do sometimes just put it out there because it's the right thing to do. You know, that gets more challenging as you get bigger. We're not a mass, you know, we have maybe 80 people in our business. So you do have to bring in some systems. And, you know, I don't want to be kind of like that uh, control freak leader. So you, you do always want to have kind of systems on how you run things by greater groups and get um, engagement. Um, so that sometimes slows down the process um, or speeds it up depending on, on what people are excited about. So that's been a Sometimes that's a challenge when you're doing some slightly more unconventional things because not everyone gets it. So interesting. Just a tiny quick follow-up. What would your advice be to a founder in this room who's kind of grappling with this and unsure if they're making the right decision? Obviously, if you're going in blind, you'll never know until you know later. Um, but would you have any advice as, as someone who's gone through the process? Uh, you know, it's funny. Like I think uh, people forget that, like, especially as a small business – a lot of the times the thing that's holding you back is knowing that when you put this in place, you're going to have to do the work to make it happen. So sometimes it's more about stepping back from it and pretending this is somebody else. And would you suggest that they do this? That's one way to think about it because then you kind of take the work equation out, um, uh, you know, and, and you're choosing it really on kind of what your heart is telling you. I mean, I it's funny. I, I started with heart went to kind of more analysis and I've really come back to gut and heart in the last, you know, bunch of years. Uh, you, you do come full circle on these things. Amazing. Yeah. And I would just, I would just add on there. It, it showed oh. that I had, I was not on the phone by the way. And it showed that I got a phone call. I wasn't, and I heard all of that and it was brilliant. Thank you so much, Ian. And thank you, Mike, for letting me ask the question and the follow up. Hey, you're welcome. Paris. I would just, I would just add to that. I mean, I think uh, <clears throat> mentorship is uh, is kind of key. You know, I know that um, it's uh, it's part of Ian's uh, give back. It's it's part of my give back. There's many people in the natural products industry that give back through kind of mentorship. Just to have a have a conversation, have someone to run something by for 15 minutes or something. If it's a key decision around HR or some other uh, aspects of the business. So um, for any of the founders in the audience, if you're you know. 
um, that 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 is the way to uh, um, you know we're 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 working in the best industry in the world in natural products for sure. It's the friendliest industry and uh, and utilize that because a lot of people that give back, and that's what we're trying to create here with more of a mass mentorship so people can learn from uh, from others' mistakes. And we're unique that way, right? Like, what other industry do? Like I go for lunch with competitors all the time and we're sharing all kinds of stuff because we all kind of just want the best for the industry. So it's, it's, it's amazing if you reach out to anybody, you know, they're always glad to, to, to have a coffee or, or chat about stuff. Like for me, that's my most rewarding part of my day is when I chat with an entrepreneur. I love that part. You heard it here, folks. Uh, this founder, helping founder doesn't st- doesn't stop with uh, this session. So hopefully, whether it's Ian or others in the audience, uh, you know, again, there's a, mi- a good mix of, of founders, uh, other manufacturer brands, retailers, maybe even some media uh, have been here and so are here and uh, just connect with everyone um, and follow up. Uh, well, thanks so much for uh, for coming up, Paris. Um, anyone else in, that's in the audience that uh, that has a uh, has a question? Uh, we have we have time for a couple more. So you can put your hand up, come up on stage, introduce yourself and and ask your question. Um, Anthony, welcome. How are you, man? Doing well, Mike. Another great episode in the books and uh, great job, Ian, as well. Uh, my question is for all the founders and even for myself, um, how do you go about what is your process to dis- to launching a new product? How do you validate the idea? What What would your process look like before you launch a new product? What do you go through to get there and say, this is something that I want to go to market with? Yeah, certainly we've become more professional on this. I mean, early days, it's, it's concept uh, and then see if you can make a product that actually tastes good and then see if you can scale it, and then go for it. <laughs> um, these days, certainly we, we do, as I said, we do quarterly brainstorming uh, with a group of about 12 of us. Um, we have a system of how we score and, and how we discuss uh, that. Uh, we then go into having about three products that then the, our R&D manager um, facilitates through the process she'll make benchtop samples bring it to us we play and brainstorm we meet every single week this 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 group of about eight we meet every week about product development it's that critical to us um and so we're about an hour every week uh so we see benchtop samples we work to revise them we get it to a point where we really like it um we cost it we um look at how we can scale it um, and then we do, then we go outside of the company and we do some concept testing. Um, so we're now kind of paying for that and getting that done with third, with, with independent, you know, kind of, we're doing an online one and then we go to actual product in mock-up packaging with the price and see how that goes over. And then we, and, and then once that passes and we've done, um, plant trial, then we then we go to working on the package. So we get the packaging complete, you know, because you, you do first wave of packaging, so you can do the the, the mock-ups, um, and and yeah. So the, the whole thing takes, let's say, about a year. We've done as as quickly as uh, for hippie snacks. We've done as quickly as about five or six months. That was really quick. We actually launched with Left Coast Organics uh, when COVID hit. This is a whole other side story, but when COVID hit, uh, we, as I said, we do a lot of bulk so out of bulk bins. All the bulk bins closed down, right? So that was a bit of a shock. And so we had a small brand called Left Coast Organics that did some repacked bulk, like we'd put it into bags. We actually launched, and I kid you not, in four weeks, we launched 35 SKUs from nothing to being in the store. <laughs> I said, listen, we're not going to get this right. We're going to do about 80% right, but we're going to be 100% on time. So let's just go for it. Like we had spelling wrong on them. We had everything. We didn't. We just had to race it and get it out there because the stores needed it. They needed something to fill the shelves with, and we wanted to be their solution. Yeah, my only add there, and just for your, I don't know if you've seen it, Anthony, uh, but for others in the audience, because um, we have added at least one uh, one template so far around uh, um stage gate process but it's around the pipeline uh, innovation pipeline feasibility and a prioritization scorecard into the box 
Uh, and so um, that's for sure there for anyone that's uh, interested. Uh, and, and it's under, you know, it's under the third folder on innovation. The, the file is innovation ideas scorecard. It's a good little useful tool. Uh, and, and Greg and I are just scrubbing a, a full uh, stage gate process simplified doc uh, to be able to say, hey, what just what Ian just said, you know, we go through and round one, we test it and, and, and taste it and then price it and then do some consumer trials and get the get the full team sign off from quality through to finance and, and, uh, and then, and then go, and then here's the launch plan uh, that's coming, but there is the uh, initial kind of uh, ideas assessment uh, scorecard that's in there. The, the biggest problem that people do is they, they don't cost early enough. So then they, they come up with this product that tastes incredible, but it, it's way too expensive. So then when you fix the, the recipe to get the right price, it all of a sudden loses its magic so you've really got to get that right, right from the get-go. That that that, that you've got the right taste, uh, pre- value proposition, uh, and, and you've got to be able to scale it. And 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 that's why it's like everybody can develop something in their in their kitchen. It's very difficult to develop something that you can scale up that has long shelf life. That 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 that's going to be exciting and tasty. Yeah, another just another tidbit there. Uh, you know, I, I always think about innovation like a three-sided box. You, you have taste, nutrition, and then and then price costing on on the three. And so I've always, as we went on in business, besides the kind of stagegate scorecards and the templates, just give the team direction of like it's got to taste good. If you if you if this isn't craveable and people want to eat it every day, it's not good enough. And uh, and nutrition, you know, our you know our we were never going to put out anything that was uh, that we had too many ingredients. Uh, so we had under ten ingredients, and we wanted to hit kind of usually protein or 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 fat kind of claims from a nutrition standpoint. And then pricing usually gave the target for uh, what the price had to be. So even at the at the beginning of the innovation process, when you when you're pulling different ingredients into the uh, into the formula, uh, the team would know whether or not it was going to pass the ultimate margin uh, kind of test. So that's the uh, that's some of my learnings from uh, from going through the innovation cycle and can uh, Continu- continuous innovation helpful for well, that was anthony. a class. i think well anthony i think you should also you know and and uh, uh ian anthony's uh right now does a number of things he's a really smart uh, marketer f- focused on digital marketing and uh, uh but he is the uh, cmo of uh, of nature box and i'm not sure if you know nature box but you two should probably connect because uh maybe you're maybe the hippie snacks and nature box uh, have a have a fit together and you, you guys are both sounds good. good good people so you should probably follow up and uh, take that one offline yeah, I'd love to. Thank you so much. And that was a that was a real masterclass. And we got time for a couple more, and we have a couple more. So, um, Brighton, uh, welcome. Thanks for coming. Good evening, all. Happy summer to you. What a pleasure hearing this story. It's, it's really really uh, uplifting. I'm loving this. Uh, every every sound bit is just super useful. So, thanks. I'll be super brief, and I'm just kind of curious your philosophy for um, sales and new stores. So, if you're going after new stores and, and growth, or if you're kind of going more towards supporting your current accounts, setting them up with promotions. I loved your promo idea with a three by an avocado. That was awesome. I'm just kind of curious throughout the years, um, what's been your main focus? I'm mostly for US market, but um, just your philosophy around uh, grow, 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 or if you like, let's sustain our current accounts and get them um, higher volume and do end caps and get you know the staff super excited about the product, things like that. I, I think you answered. It feels like you answered your own question in that uh, mm-hmm. just the length of, that you talked about the second part. Definitely, we would go deeper than than wider. You know, I, I talked about this earlier in 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 in, in our learnings. Definitely, as we've re-entered the U.S. because we made all those mistakes in the, the first time around, we we've gone deeper with retailers. We'd rather spend more with less retailers and 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 get great turns and great excitement and 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 good end caps. I mean, you have to have a billboard for people to see your product, right? Like, I can't pretend that just by being in a store and having like three facings in that store that everyone that walks that store is going to know who I am. I'm kidding myself if, if I think that. So you need a billboard by way of an end cap and by, by way of demos and by way of ads. So you, you have to go deep there and you got to then invest in that region, either through street level or, or consumer events or, or be it on the social side, geo-targeted, to, to pull people in there. And so, you know, especially if you're small, you can't do that everywhere. You'll, you'll blow your brains out. So you pick your region. So like we focus right now in L.A. and Portland. Uh, we're almost got enough data 
Fran to start focusing there. And, and, and so we, you know, you pick those areas and then you're going to be, you know, do you want to be a periphery player at a large number of stores or do you want to be a central player at a few? And you're going to get that hug factor that I talked about where like people are, you know, excited to see you and you're a key partner and, um, you know, because especially as you launch new items, now you've got somebody that's that's vested in you. You know, like we, we, we even take a lot of our products that we're looking to develop and we take those to retailers and say, hey, guys, what do you think? Are we on the right track here? Or we're thinking about eight different products and, and, and which of these, you know, what three of these are you excited about? And, and then when you bring those back to them later and they're the ones that they chose, they're vested in it. And so, like, I always found that was a really good technique. Um, you know, like we, before we ever sold to the whole foods used to be called capers up here when it was part of wild oats. Um, and that was the first store we ever went into. Um, and, uh, Dave Moore, who works at Tallgrass now, he was the grocery buyer and he let us put his, our product on the shelf before we even had a product. So we made mock-ups and, and, and put it on the shelf to see how it would look. And he remembered that when we came back to present to him later, he's like, Oh my God, you guys made the product. Awesome. Yeah. Let's get it on there. So he was vested in our kind of story. And so I've always felt like the more you can pull people into your story, the more they'll support you and, and, and kind of build, build your name. And so we always had that with those guys where, you know, we'd get a disproportionate amount of space and, 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 uh, a lot more love. So I think that's super key. Yeah. And that's amazing. What a great approach. Yeah. I'm just going to, I'll double down there a little bit tactically as well, Brighton. Uh, you know, I think, you know, there's three ways to grow obviously as a, as a brand owner, velocity in store, new distribution, uh, and then new innovation. Um, and, you know, the, before you, you know, and then, and it's always the challenge, how wide do you go before you go deep or how deep do you have to go before you go, you go wide. And, and I think an understanding of when, what's the, what's the minimum category of velocity? Uh, how many, how many units per week per store do you have to sell just, just to maintain your account listing there? And as, and as soon as you can get that either by asking the buyer or having an understanding of the data, then you'll know. And, and my rule of thumb, I always wanted to sell like one and a half times or two times the minimum category velocity in that store. And if you could do that, then you have a license, including you'll, you'll get you'll get a great reference from that that buyer of that store or that store owner to go to your next store. And so before you go into more distribution, um, it, it's good to get that velocity up to that uh, to that level. And also, if you, your velocity is there, not only will you be get distribution, but you know you'll be able to put other innovation into that same store because you'll be doing a product well. So that's, that's how I would uh, kind of measure it uh, and, and, and plan strategically from there. Mike, I always love that when I explain things, I say it all over the place and then you lay it out in such a beautiful systematic manner. <laughs> well, you know what, Ian, that's, I'm a born entrepreneur, but a made CEO, you know, that, you know, that we're both from a, a similar path, but uh, uh, you have, you own your business 100% after 25 years. And I've had a board of directors for many, many years and, and, and just, you know, I'm, I'm programmed to, to do that. So, but I appreciate it. I'll take that as a compliment. To, it is a compliment. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Thanks thank you guys so much. Really appreciate the time. That yeah. was awesome info. Yeah. Thanks for coming up, Britton. And uh, yeah, best to you. Um, we do have time. I asked Ian if he would, uh, he would go to uh, 90 minutes. So we're, we have the room until uh, 8.30 uh, Eastern time. Uh, so we, we have time for maybe a couple more. If there's anyone else that's in the audience and you have a, have a question, put your hand up and uh, come up on stage. Uh, and we are at uh, Danielle. Danielle, welcome. How are you? Hi there. Thank you so much. I have been enjoying what I've been able to hear so far, and I wish I was able to get on earlier. Um, I'll try to be concise here. So I, I was a founder of a, um, a organic juice and organic beverage product startup for about four years, maybe five if you count 2020. Um, but because of COVID, um, I was forced to shut down. And so I'm sort of starting over and very much still have the entrepreneur um, energy about me and prior to my business, which I, the startup, the beverage startup, I was in marketing and branding for many years. And now because I'm pivoting back a little bit, I'm just wondering about networking opportunities for someone that is looking now to join a company for a bit, um, which is like, 
I don't want to say I'm going backwards, right? But I'm sort of step, stepping to the side to join a team. And are there networking places besides the obvious ones? You know, like I understand the job boards or LinkedIn or um, even places like, you know, BevNet and stuff like that. But places that maybe in the natural foods that I, I'm not aware of that anyone could share. And you're based in Boston, is that right? I'm, I am, Yeah. Ian, do you want, want me to go? Or I mean, I, all I can think of is more the event side of things, like the you know the SVN type events, or um, what's the one in Austin that goes on every year? Um, shoot, uh, e- uh, Eco? No, um, the name's escaping me. <laughs> there's, there, there's there's quite a few events that go on, but uh, I'll, I'll pass it to you, Mike, because I'm not sure how to answer that. Yeah, I'd, just, I'd say a, a couple come to mind. I mean, the the social venture network is is kind of one, and it, it's 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 in the northeast there. It's uh, it has some good density, uh, the, and the naturally network as well. Which maybe you said Nosh, so maybe I wasn't sure how deep in the industry you go to, um, uh, uh, to from the connection standpoint. But the naturally network is also a uh, is a good. Uh, is a good resource and they're opening up more and more chapters. Um, and then, you know, I think that new hope has a pretty good, uh, after their kind of purchase and assimilation of a number of different business units in, in, in the U F have a number of date of great networking opportunities, uh, to, uh, to, to find something in the industry. So. Yeah. Escabana is the one I was trying to think of. Yeah. Which is, which is new hope now as well. Okay. I was going to say, I don't know new hope, but, uh, and I'm sorry if this was a random question, but I figured if anywhere, this is a good place to ask. No, no. Okay, well, ra- random questions are good, too. I mean, Danielle, yeah, New Hope is uh, is is the organization that puts on uh, the Natural Products Expo um, and, and a whole bunch of other events. So, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the other thing is, Danielle, don't be, don't be shy to just reach directly out to, you know, if there's companies, you know, when you go shopping, who are the companies that you admire? And just reach out directly to them. You'd be surprised on the people that will give you time. And, you know, even if you're just picking their brain around reconsidering how you want to get back as an entrepreneur, um, you know, people uh, really do want to support. So, you know, that's a way to kind of, you know, you you talk to that one person, they connect you to two more and and those people connect you to four more. Uh, I mean, the industry is kind of like that. Yeah, I appreciate that. I think it's just a matter of finding my my ground again, you know, my footing. It, I, it was a humble startup from the beginning that moved from a commercial kitchen to a manufacturer. And I was, things were finally tracking really well in 2019. Like I had made it to a lot of really great wholesale accounts, like the four seasons and all of these really nice restaurants and hotels and spas, but all of those places closed with COVID. So, um, I definitely had to close myself, but I'm now looking for something that aligns, you know, um, in the natural food space or beverage space. So I'm just kind of starting over and looking to meet people, but I appreciate this talk and thanks. Let you guys move on to the next person. Have a good just, night. Just, I've, I've actually had probably two or three really good employees that had businesses, uh, in the industry and then they, they ended up shutting the business and, and, and they worked for me. So, you know, uh, a lot of respect to people that are willing to, to, to take a risk in, in this space. And I think the, 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 the biggest thing that people don't talk about is figuring out when to say no to, to a business because that's probably much harder than saying yes. Um, and so, you know, kudos for you to get yourself to a place where you said, okay, um, you know, I, th- I think this isn't the right time and this isn't going to work. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, it was, I mean, look, the pandemic kind of put that on my plate, but um, I'm now I just want to start over with a, a company that is growing and thriving and somewhere I can, you know, add value. Um, but meeting people like you and coming into rooms like this always helps to hear and keep up with, you know, what's up with the latest. So I appreciate it. Awesome. Well, I'm glad it was uh, helpful, Daniel. Awesome. Danielle, so thanks for uh, thanks for coming up. Hey, Mike, I was just going to give an insight to Danielle, if it's okay. Sure. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Hey, so uh, if you got a pin, um, it's Force Brands, like Force, F-O-R-C-E, brands.com is a great website to go to uh, to find all kinds of things regionally. The other one is jobs.foodtech.com. 
jobsfoodtechconnect.com. And that's jobs.foodtechconnect.com. Those are two great resources. I know multiple people. I know one guy that's working uh, four different jobs right now. Uh, and it works out to about 40 to 60 hours a week, and he's just loving it because he found awesome brands that were in his region that needed assistance uh, through both of those connects. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. I will check it out. Yeah, thanks for that, Christopher. And um, were you coming up to uh, to share that, or did you uh, did you have a question? I, I literally just wanted to share that. Ian, you, you got great stuff that you're doing, obviously. Uh, we've been, all of us have been in the industry about the same amount of time. It's great to see people doing awesome things. So, uh, the veracity of what you've done in the marketplace, your tenacity, all the, all the words that could potentially explain what you've done. You, you've, you've done a really awesome job. So it's great. Great. Hats off. Thank you very much. <laughs> great. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks for coming up. We got, uh, we got time for one more and, and, uh, Dorian, welcome to the, uh, the stage. How are you? Hi, so thank you so much for allowing me to join you on stage. So my question is a probably a unique one. So I missed the beginning of the conversation, um, so apologies if this has already been covered. Um, but so my brand's called Undefined. I'm a solo founder, and I'm actually launching um, a new skincare line nationwide at Whole Foods next month. And so my question is, because my background uh, prior to entrepreneurship was specifically on the beauty side, so... CoverGirl, Sundial, Sephora. I did start my career at General Mills, but I, I was an entrepreneur then, obviously. Um, I was, would love to know if there's anything specific to the Whole Foods channel that I should be keeping in mind as I think about what levers I should be pulling to drive people into store to pick up the products. And again, it's not a food product. It's a skincare product, so it's in the whole body area. But any insight you can share is greatly appreciated. Specific to Whole Foods? Yes, please. Geez, I think Mike can uh, talk to that one a little bit better on the uh, on the U.S. national level. Yeah, I'm happy to. Yeah, I've done a lot of business at Whole Foods and, and in Whole Body. Hemp parts are sold in Whole Body. Same thing with the protein and oil. So most of our business actually with Whole Foods was was in the Whole Body. Um, I, I would say you know uh, it's Whole Foods is a great retailer. Um, they're just very expensive. Um, their their margin expectation is uh, is very high just to for, because of the cost of their of their store base. You got to keep that in mind uh, um, in, in things like not only um, getting on the shelf um, but executing promotions. Um, you know, I think it's thirty thousand uh, dollars for if you do get to selected for a promotion and and the level of discount. Uh, I think nowadays they want like a thirty percent discount to. Uh, to um, actually affect a, a, a full promotion, and so um, you know it's 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 expensive to uh, to do business there. But uh, and and you don't you know it's not it doesn't need to be a national approach at Whole Foods. I think the best approach uh, that they would think so, unless it's screaming to to give a national listing that uh, that, that as best as a regional approach um, and and build up density in the uh, in the regions. Um, and, I, and I think the execution at store level. Um, Besides your kind of normal in-store promotions, uh, would be trainings uh, and trying to uh, t- trying to get samples and, and and train the whole body staff. I think it's probably one of the benefits, aside from the other kind of the grocery areas of Whole Foods, that they uh, they they have given some uh, extra time to kind of trainings, whether it's in-store or virtual, and and be able to sample out to uh, to the team members there. So um, those would be some of the. Uh, some of the approaches to uh, to consider, but uh, I would go uh, I'd go slow um, unless you got uh, a lot of working capital to to invest with uh, with Whole Foods. But great great place to build your brand. I mean, w- one of the things that we've uh, found with Whole Foods is, um, you know, the, the category manager that that that's going to set up your your product and and do some of the promotions. They're usually going to go with fairly pre- prescribed promotional. Um, themes and so we found a lot more success talking to the the marketing team and marketing department in behind it to to talk about what themes they'd like to do so you can see if your product can line up into a theme because if you can be a corner piece in that either it be a local product or um be it uh just a certain thing maybe they're trying to focus on b corp or they're 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 trying to focus on diversity. Um, if you have a product that lines up to that and really hits at the center of their story, you know, then, then they can make you a centerpiece of those stories, which is, which is, can be really powerful. Um, we've done that more on a regional basis than, than in, in, in when we can, 
you, you are limited because they have definitely moved to more of a national scope on how they look at things. Um, but that's definitely been something there. And, and, and I've always been jealous of your side of the business because in grocery, we can't do trainings. They don't, you know, we're a bit more uh, uh, Neanderthals in the grocery side, you know, just stack it high, see it fly kind of thing. <laughs> you, you don't have uh, staff that will that you can train. So take advantage of that, as Mike said. Absolutely. I actually have a training planned next month. So I'm going to um, have the opportunity to chat with uh, all of the regions since I am going nationwide um, to do a training. And I definitely think that the marketing piece and getting within their marketing organization is going to be important. I'm in California, so I'm lucky that I'm going to fall into local for both the Bay Area and L.A. So I'll have that extra merchandising at shelf, um, at least for launch. Um, so thank you so much for sharing. Um, I appreciate it. Yeah, and sorry, Doreen, I, I missed that you already were going national. So you know, don't don't let me intimidate you. If you got the opportunity to go to Whole Foods National, then just make sure you're uh, you're well prepared. Uh, and and is it going through uh, UNFI then? Or I'm I'm using Lotus Light okay. as my uh, distributor. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well. Um, yeah, I would I would double triple down on the uh, on the training, especially for body care product. No no better thing in whole body than having staff pick on your product when you're not there to sell it. The uh, the store store team selling it through signage or otherwise. So um, best to you on your uh, on your launch. Um, quick question: Have you seen demos within the whole body area do well in terms of uh, lift, or is that typically reserved for food products, which I assume are probably more impulse purchase? Uh, no demos. I think demos work across whole body. I mean, you know, supplements uh, even probably more than body care. But uh, uh, I mean, uh, the kind of supplement type of products like uh, you know hemp hearts or 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 other kind of foods, kind of superfood supplement kind of items. But even the body care. I mean, you just want to probably um, uh, try to make friends and other uh, through the whole body uh, 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 team leader to the other areas of the store because um, actually doing a demo in whole body is way less effective than if you're in the produce area or prepared foods or somewhere else it gets a, get, gets more tra- traffic but uh, I would I would uh, I would get the trainings up uh, first and make sure that everyone's trained and even even a couple times and there's some great programs uh, to do training where 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 they can complete it uh, online and then and then get some swag uh, um, or some free product so that the uh, so the store team members can try it um, I think is the uh, is the right approach yeah, the only nice thing about doing demos is that you know depending right especially in the local area if you actually go and do it yourself you know there's a real excitement when the the founders there are talking about product and 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 they create kind of personal connection at the store level um from a micro level that really helps it won't help you nationally but for a local level it really helps oh yeah i mean for sure in your home uh, in 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 so socal there uh you know we we used to do store takeovers for four days or seven days in whole foods and uh, um you know in your local market there being able to do like a a beauty day or a spa day and 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 make some noise which it's it can be a significant investment but so worth it both for it'll it'll go through like waves to uh, to other regions of whole foods at least they'll they'll hear about it and uh, and then you can you can connect and and uh, and take that media uh, and push that media online to your kind of social uh, social channels and social funnel as well. Yeah, you raise a good point, Mike, because the stores are competitive, right? Where the regions are competitive, and if they hear about something really cool that another region did, then they're kind of they want to kind of mimic that. <laughs> yeah, and you could just take good sh- photos of it and some video, and and uh, and when you're in Austin, kind of pump them up about uh, doing it. But like we did our first store takeover it was a seven day um uh hemp 101 uh hemp fest takeover of the uh, of of venice whole foods uh and it was it was an outstanding success and uh, i'm gonna share some of this stuff on linkedin so i think it, it'll be helpful for them some of the entrepreneurs that are that are kind of doing something similar it's just it's a it's a it's a proven way and it costs a lot of money but if you're local there you, you can do it and then after that we uh we got we got whole foods so amped up that i think we ended up doing we didn't do all the stores, but we did about a hundred or 150 store takeovers and, and you just make so many friends. Your, your product gets so deep in those stores, the velocities after and, and sustained were, you know, two, three, four X, five X. And, uh, it's a, it's a great strategy, uh, to build your brand. Love that idea. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thanks for coming up. Um, well, that was, uh, that was wonderful, Ian. Um, thank you for, uh, Thank you for the time. Is there any um, is there anything that you uh, anything else you want to share? I mean, I always have lots of things to say, but <laughs> I don't know where to start or any, uh, or anything really or, nice or anything you want to promote too. Uh, uh, 
Um, I don't know about promote. Um, I actually, I don't know if you know, but uh, uh, Charles and Ryan and Richard and uh, Matt Breach and I are doing a little podcast thing. Eh? I, I did. So we haven't. Yeah, I we did. haven't. Yeah, we haven't put it out to the market yet. But so uh, there's about five of us uh, that are doing a podcast, and and we've we've done about eight episodes in the that we haven't released yet. So we will be, I will be sharing that eventually on LinkedIn. Um, it's, it's sort of five founders, uh, uh, talking over each other incessantly because we've been meeting for maybe 10, 15 years, having dinner every couple months. And so we're going to kind of, uh, let people's be fly on the wall as we talk through trials and tribulations of, of business. So that's going to be coming out in maybe a month. It's called what would Ben do? So nice. Love that. Well, let's say um, be on the lookout for that and help uh, help share it. Um, yeah, and just a couple of uh, a couple of things for me. I I, uh, I I put it out there already, but for anyone that's like doesn't have access to the Fat and Fleischman toolbox, I made it easier than ever. It's all just a click away now. That if you click into my profile, you can click into my Instagram account, and then there's a link tree on there that you can click into, and it gives you direct access to the box. That's the easiest way, but you can also send a text or an email uh, in my bio uh, to get it. And uh, and we are doing our next uh, masterclass focused around organizational design um, on July 5th. So if you're not a member of the Venture Park Club, you should join the Venture Park Club and then check out the Venture Park Club calendar for that and some other great events. Um, like on Thursdays, we do our, our pitch room, uh, which is a a pitch to profit room, which Paris um, hosts. She's a very, very good host. Ian, if you haven't been to one of these rooms, you got to come one of these Thursdays because Paris is a wonderful host and does a great job uh, for that event. So um, that's, that's, uh, that is on the, uh, that's on the calendar as well. Um, And unless there's anything else, I would wish everyone a, uh, a great evening. Thanks again so much, uh, Ian. I guess if for people that want to contact you, you mentioned a couple of times, but uh, LinkedIn is the uh, is the best way to uh, to DM you, or yeah, for sure. And then I'll just give you my email, and and because I'm not on LinkedIn that much, but uh, no, that would be that'd be great. And and more than anything, thanks, Mike, for having me on. Like I, I'm always glad to share my screw ups and and learnings and 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 uh, trials and tribulations. So. Um, and anybody that, 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 uh, that wants to reach out, I'm glad to, to assist. Like we're all in this together and, and, um, and, and I love that you're doing this toolbox cause I get that question all the time. I've already referred a couple people to it. Um, and so, you know, I, I the one that everyone asked me about is a sustainability toolbox. So if you want to go next level, maybe that might be a, a, a fun one to do eventually. I like it. Well, I'm actually, um, you know, as we put it together, it's only, it's only, it's been less, it's been less than a month. I, I keep thinking like, it's just, we, we've lived in this lifetime with the toolbox out there, but it's been less than a month since Greg asked me if I wanted to do it and we, and we put it out there. And so, and there's literally been, we're adding, scrubbing our templates and adding it every week and, and, and getting requests from, from folks. So there, there is, uh, there's more, I just, you know, I put the note on the, uh, on, on the recruiter, um, list because we have a great list of recruiters in Canada and the U.S. that focus on natural products, things like that that come up that I go, okay, that, I think that'll be beneficial. But I think a, uh, I think some of the pieces around uh, the triple bottom line and and uh, and there's some you know we have mutual friends in the industry that can that can provide those generic kind of tools and I'm gonna hit them up now. So um, if you got any other things like that, just uh, well, we'll connect, send me a DM too. But uh, um, I keep forgetting that it's you know it's only been a matter of a couple of weeks and where is this thing gonna be in in you know three months, six months, a year, and so on, because it is a, uh, it's, it's a very valuable resource that's free for everybody. So thanks for, yeah. Uh, yeah, thanks for mentioning it. Um, well, again, Ian, I appreciate your time. Uh, thanks so much for, uh, for, for, for doing this. And uh, I enjoyed the chat and we've heard it already from others that, uh, you know, dropped some gems and, uh, and shared some great information and, uh, and did it in a, in a very raw way, which I, uh, I appreciate. So thank you very much. Yeah, thanks for having me again and and anybody reach out that uh, wants to and yeah have a great week yeah good evening everyone thank you for listening to the founder to mentor podcast i hope you enjoyed this episode be sure to check out the links and resources in the show notes you can help the show please by subscribing and leaving a positive review as always feel free to get in touch with me on social at mike fata that's it for now see you next time